some car floor seasoning. It's a snack. Is this mine back here? Shoot. Yeah, that's you. Ooh, I got some extra seasoning on mine. <laughs> you got some old bag? Yeah, I got some fucking panko on this. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Yo, some cup holder panko. I don't mean to ruin. I mean to ruin panko for anybody, but doesn't that shit remind you of eczema flakes? Ugh. Ew, yo, it does. <laughs> Way to ruin panko for me, Dennis. Well, I'm still I fucking. Uh, I cut my when I cut my hair off. I used some of that last night when I. Fucking, you're still gonna use it. Shut up. You're still gonna delicious. use it. You're still gonna use the it. The season one too. Mm. <laughs> I my fucking uh, forehead was peeling because of the sun. And I was fucking scratching, of course, I'm stupid. And I was like, damn, this is like panko. Did it taste like panko? No. You didn't taste it? No, I just rubbed it in my eyes. Uh. <laughs> As you do. He's like, I gotta give it back to the earth, dude. That's why they call it the salt of the earth. We were talking about, uh, <laughs> on the way up, about a friend of mine who bought a, a Toyota Corolla for $25 at a police auction. Nice. Been meaning to want to go to those. And uh, the thing is, they said it was in an accident, quote, with finger quotes. And nothing was wrong with the body, and it looked like nothing had been changed on it at all. Like nothing had been fixed, so there was never any body damage. But from the roof over the the driver's side the was was a giant black stain. So we were positing that like somebody blown their brains out in it. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That should up the value. And then somehow it. that got onto the conversation of when uh about no because uh we also he was going to buy a purple Camaro. But it was out of its price range. Like it was a G, and you only wanted to spend like five hundred. But it was like when uh, somebody bought Little Bandit from a police auction on The Simpsons. See, that's the thing. Like with The <laughs> Simpsons and like other comedy shows and movies have taught me is that you could go to a police auction with like ten dollars and like drive off the lot with like a Bentley. Yeah. <laughs> and didn't fucking uh. Like oh, this drug lord who got arrested last week. We uh we seized all of his assets. We, we impounded his 2024 yeah, we, Escalade. We, we impounded his entire garage full of like foreign street illegal cars. So uh, have at it, folks. Here's a Lamborghini Countach. Well, I mean. Yeah, it sounds ridiculous, but my boy did go there with twenty. I'm looking to spend five hundred on a car, and left with a twenty-five dollar Corolla, and it worked. The car was that fine. Had grains on the roof. It just had some gray matter on the fucking roof. <laughs> Oopsie poopsie. But then I was telling him that like I think Snake was in jail, and somebody drove past in a little bandit, and they were grinding like the gears or, or whatever in the car. No, he was when, like, when Homer burned out and he, yeah. smelled, he smelled the unleaded gas. <laughs> and he was like, that sounds like Little Bandit. <laughs> Shit, it's premium, dude. <laughs> yeah. And he broke out of prison to go free Little Bandit. That's so funny. Mike so, says you got to start at season one. All right. I think you should start at season one and just understand that it's a, a lot unfurls by the end of season one. Like, so, so I can get context and all? Yes. Alright. Like, especially with the immediate family members, I believe. <laughs> like, see, season one has some bangers, man. You can't... Yeah, I, but, I know it's not on par with seasons three through nine and even ten. I told him to stop at eleven. Because, like, yeah. Eleven has... Some hits, but yeah. it's got a lot of misses. Mm. So that's that's the same way I feel about seasons one through three. See, I feel like one through three has more hits than misses. Oh. Like one through three, the misses can be chalked but, up to like but, character development and things just not being fully gelled yet. But season four, yeah, season, not a stinker in yeah, the bunch. Season four is when it's just fucking not flawless. a stinker in the bunch. 
four that, through four through nine. Untouchable. I believe. Or, well, no, actually, Armin Tanzarian is season nine, which is like the first chink in the armor. You which could, one was he? Was he the, the that the, was the, the teacher? fake Principal Skinner episode? Oh, which yeah. Which was like the turning point in like the show starting to like raise some eyebrows and have people hmm. be like, eh, like, what are you guys doing? I keep thinking it was that one uh, teacher that Lisa had a crush on. <laughs> oh, Bergstrom. Oh, Bergstrom. That was yeah. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. That was like season two. That was early. Kingdom Crumb. <laughs> that was uh, Carson Wentz's food truck business. <laughs> I bet. When he got ran out of town, he still has yet to been able to sell that building. Why did he get run out of town? Because he started stinking like shit and <laughs> not playing well, and he got benched for our current quarterback, the god Jalen Hurts. Damn, this just took a turn for I hate this. Sorry. <laughs> Well, listen. Before let's things go, back, let's get back to Simpsons. Before things go into <laughs> before things go into sports land, and Dennis fucking jumps out of a moving car. I have this came up earlier too. I, I have gifts. It did. I, I have gifts. It did. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> That's my name, it's Mr. Plow. <laughs> my Klondike. Was it Klondike Five? My name. Again. I used to know the fucking. No I used to know the goddamn number. You are fully licensed and bonded by the state, aren't you, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> so listen, I have, I have some gifts for you guys. Oh shit, oh, boy! Um, Is one of them a gun? <laughs> now, uh, my uh, my newfound rival, Mr. Matthew Bennett. <laughs> he, you know, he likes to give those like superficial gifts that look nice and you know. Oh, are, oh! You say super super show off. Shots! Oh, I, I, I give, oh! I give gifts that oh! I give gifts that stimulate the mind. Oh. Okay, okay. And I know you guys are avid readers, so I got you guys some Well, books. one of us is. One of us cannot. Tom, Tom's allergic <laughs> even, to books. Even if even if you're not uh, a reading fan, you're going to plow through this book in no time. I hope it's Joe Myler's joke book. Well, are you familiar with gay erotic novelist Dr. Chuck Tingle? Chuck Tingle? No. I, I am. I'm not. So I fucking am. Dr. Tingle... Is the author of, a, I mean, many many classics. He's a learned man. But uh, Dennis, I know you're a sci-fi guy. Fuck yeah, dude. So I purchased you a copy of Buttception. Oh a shit! A butt within a butt within a butt. Damn. Hold, hold that cover up for. Uh... Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! Pounded in the butt by my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I like, what does to, it even I like mean? to point this out. Anally yours, right the unicorn that. sailor. <laughs> And Tom, um, fuck yes! I hope you're a foodie. I love food. So you would be a fan of handsome, sentient food pounds my butt and turns me gay. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, corn and another another good cover. Damn, milk. there's three stories in one in this. Yeah, hence the buttception dude theme. This is an erotic collection. Handsome, sentient food pounds my butt and turns me gay. This this <laughs> contains anally yours, the unicorn sailor, pounded in the butt by my own butt, pounded in the butt by my book, pounded in the butt by my own butt. Dude, he's he's a riddle within a within a metaphor. Damn. A, that man's a hall of mirrors. Damn. Thank you. Thank you. This is going to be you great. Wanna, hold on a second. Anally yours, the unicorn sailor. Out for a show after breaking up with his girlfriend Tuck never could have imagined that he would have met the love of his life in the form of a gay unicorn sailor named Hunter. But that's exactly what happens. The two share a romantic evening Life throws a curveball, until man. it's revealed that Hunter is about to embark on a year-long sail around the world. 
However, their love remains strong in a series of explicit letters. But Hunter is planning something that will redefine the meaning of love between man and a unicorn. Soon Tuck finds himself whisked away to the Bahamas on a private helicopter for a hardcore anal surprise that will have your jaw on the floor. Wow, no way. I hope there's pictures. Sadly, there aren't. Oh. Boo! You're going to have to let your mind do They're the painting. They're short stories, so I guess they don't <laughs> come with illustrations. <laughs> do you think if I did like a reading of these? Now that would be and a send them back episode. And send them back so we can have like an audiobook version of these? I'm gonna leave this here so people see it in your car <laughs> the whole time. Anytime we stop, so people know what's up. I'm gonna put mine up there too. People like, yo, this guy knows what's up, dude. Just to double down, show you see I'm that shit. Get stolen. Don't do I'd that. say you <laughs> see that shit, Matt Bennett, but Matt's. Well, that's just not one of the several gifts I have for the next. Um, oh shit! Full fledged episode we do together. <sighs> so, uh, which might be sooner rather than later. The right people are dropping. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, who's dropping? Name names. Well, what are you doing next Tuesday? You mean this coming? This coming Tuesday? Yeah. Like, as in three, four days from now? Yes. Yeah. Um, no plans? Why? Come Let's on go. down. Let's go. I was just thinking, it's been a while. It has. Who it bailed? has. Since I hurt, uh, Who the fuck did bail this Evan. time? Oh, Evan did. Evan, Evan Williams. We're expecting Adam to. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. Adam. Oh, Adam from uh, Cancer Priest. Oh, okay. He cream pied his wife, and no one's seen him since. That'll happen. Yeah. That, those, I love you, Adam. Thank you for being a patron. Those dummies. Yeah. Couldn't be me. Mm-mm-mm. You have to come in somebody first in order yeah, for that to this happen. Part of town size a Ponderosa Steakhouse. I fucking wish, man. That would be sick, dude. Or a Chuck wagon. I'd like to go hey, to a um, Sizzler or a Chuck Tingle wagon. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we're talking. Now yeah, that's a business. Pounded in the butt by this sirloin. <laughs> by this eight ounce sirloin. I would order that. I would. They, they robbed us of our famous Dave's. Damn. Oh. Now it's like a sushi place. We just drove past them. Oh, boom. Boom. Um. Thanks, Fauci. Yeah. Right. Ponzios. <laughs> that place sounds like it has a scheme. <laughs> <laughs> Shout, Shout out Bernie Madoff. This sounds untrustworthy. Shout out Bernie Madoff. Uh, Damn, is that where Yale is? Must be. Oh shit. It does look prestigious. Damn, what are them foos doing? I'm telling you, dog. So that's obviously not the Ivy League University. That's like the school for troubled children. What? So. It isn't? <laughs> what? Hate to hate no. to rain on your guys' parade. Are you sure? Dude, consider my bubble fucking bursted. God damn, man. Fucking fourth wall breaking Murrow over here. What a nightmare. People are like, yo, these guys are fucking touring like established colleges. Like, like, yeah, dude. Two Canary Cut. Canary Cut. Oh, fuck. So if you want to do the, the Wegmans to get booze, I'll uh, show you where to turn off up here. I'm listening. Keep going. You're, You're really good at turning me on. Is it at that you light or another that. one? No, you got to go a little further. All right. We're good then. Damn, nurse CBD. Yeah, I was going to say, you can get a divorce and some CBD in the same plaza up here. That's sick. Shit. I'm That's t- a bomb-ass Mexican So is it like CBD made by nurses, or is it CBD strictly for nurses? I believe it's... Nurse. It's, everybody it's, go to nursehemp.com. <laughs> it's marketed as like CBD for like rehabbing injuries and illnesses. And I like stuff. how the other place was called Asian Bamboo, as yeah. opposed to what other kind of bamboo. <laughs> Young spring bamboo. Yeah. Yeah, but it's all, that's also Asian. Oh, I suppose. Not much bamboo over there in, like, you know, the Ural Mountains or... No? 
the Andes. You wouldn't believe it, but no. <laughs> that old Appalachian bamboo. No Look pandas this. just snacking out there? Just, just Not yet. Just busting a munch. The way this global warming is going, who knows? Thanks, Fauci. Again. Again. Fauci and that uppity broad Tunberg. <laughs> having a nature name that you don't use. <laughs> Did you know bamboo is actually gr a grass? It is. Mm. Fascinating. It is. That's why then. Do you know I wish you were dead? Yes. Oh, God. Okay, see right here where it says Haddonfield Road, right lane only? Yes. That's where you want to go. Okay. Fuck yeah. Don't turn right here. But turn where it says turn at the, lane. At the, yeah, the next turn. Gotcha. There's one of those places that has Three Stooges beer. I haven't had that in a while. This one right here? Don't turn into the dealership. Nope. Turn here. where this that one. car is turning. I yes. see. I know me talking about $25 Corollas got you all hyped, but it did. you gotta just chill, bro. It's hard. <laughs> is it? Show me. Mm -hmm. Yo, why are you wearing fucking long ass pants when you're gonna be outside? Because I worked this morning. You're a fucking psycho, dude. Mel asked me the same question. I said, I don't know. I just didn't feel like taking them off. Fucking action pants over here. Yeah, they don't. They just don't, like I told you, he'd have his short shorts on. They don't affect me. Showing off those fucking killer gams. Mm -hmm. Listen, it's short, yeah. short season. Them Damn. stems. It's too hot for real pants. It is. It is pretty hot. Mm -hmm. But is it? I'm all right. Anything longer than a five-inch inseam is a fucking war crime in my Dude, world. Dude, if I could pull five, if I could pull off shorts like that, I would wear shorts like that. Dude, I just went. I went up from seven to nine inch. See, oh, you I, went longer? Yes. Yeah. Well, you're taller than everybody, so... <laughs> everybody. You could, you could, <laughs> everybody! You could wear a 9-inch inseam and look like you're wearing a 5-inch inseam. I could wear a 5-inch inseam. You know, you know what happens? Hmm. It would all just bunch up around my testicles. I'd I would like, have a front wedgie the entire time. I wouldn't mind seeing that. No, you wouldn't even <laughs> notice what was going on. <laughs> It's like that man's gelatinous thigh just ate his shorts. Why is By the way, stay straight through this light. Why is that man smuggling? That's impossible for me to do. Why is that man smuggling uh, apples? No, there's no apples there. I'm I'm sorry, grapes. Crab apples. Not even. Snow A peas. Acorns. Snow peas. Damn. They got a Chick-fil-A in this hoe and everything. So yeah, make a right, like right at the stop sign. I smell and it. It'll, you, you, you'll know where. Yeah, let's get our nails done. Sure. How about some pliable? Bay, what can you do with these cuticles? Dude, what am I going to do in this place? Yeah, this place is pretty ridiculous. This is you insane. Can, you can have your pick of the litter. I can get a cat. Yeah. There's yeah. a yes. <laughs> there's a pet hotel in the plaza across the way, so you what? Can steal someone's pet. What? <laughs> if you want. All right, we'll be right back. What? Well, you just keep it going. I'll run in. That's what I'm doing. Yo, quit running around the parking lot, girl. You're gonna get hit by a car. Mom, why don't you watch out for your kid? Maybe she's drunk. <laughs> the kid or the mom, or yes. Both? Yes. <laughs> uh, any requests? Uh, I'll come in. <laughs> Die. Can you get out? You have to get out. No, you gotta stay yeah, out. I mean, you gotta stay here with Tom. Alright, okay, okay. I already got what I need, so. There's, no, there's anyway. no rules. He doesn't have to. Fucking. Alright, he's out. Go. I told him everything about the, the details guess. of the show. Oh, like leave. Yeah. Yes. I told him everything about the details of the show ahead I'm of time. I'm sure you did. So. I, I don't doubt that. But I'm not going to step on his bit. Not that anyone could. Good partner sells it then. Mm -hmm. This thing keeps telling me I have text messages, but I don't believe it. 
You like this car setup? I've yeah. been doing this for a while now. Pretty good at this. I was expecting the Prius. I wish I still had a Prius, honestly. I miss I miss that car. Didn't you just have that car last time I saw you? It's, it's a Honda Fit. Oh, okay. It's the same body type, but it's not a it's not a hybrid. I miss that fucking car. I could get um, like 400 miles on a tank, and a tank was less than 10 gallons. It was fucking awesome. I filled up this thing yesterday. I wanted to shoot myself. And it wasn't even empty, it was like 65 bucks. I was like, fuck. That's two, that's two tanks in my other car. Yeah, you're probably gonna need this baby once uh, you start working at your new gig. Well, this is my dad's truck. Oh, okay. I don't know why I would need it though. Why do you think I would need it? Maybe lugging tools around and... My, my buddy who it's works... More, it's just more convenient. I mean, I guess a normal car... I suppose. Is a truck more convenient? Or is it just an aesthetic? I actually don't know. Now, I understand the tools part, but again, I have a hatchback. I have plenty of space. True. Yeah. My my friend who is my, my, my main reference to the union I'm trying to get into also drives a Honda Civic and has for years. So if he can do that... I might be okay. I don't know. I'll just have to wait and see. My first car was a Civic hatchback. A 1985 badass. Civic hatchback. Fucking badass. Like the shape of a literal box. It was a hand-me-down from my dad. It was like, you know, you got just got your license, so this is what you're getting. Like, prove that you can't... You won't destroy this, and right. maybe, like, we'll think about taking you shopping for a real car. Like... I don't understand like how I never killed myself driving that car. I think about that often. There was no power steering. Uh. I mean, my upper body strength was fucking through the roof those two years I had to drive that car. Before I went down and made the switch to this truck, I was uh, the whole impetus for this was I borrowed I had to borrow a truck for the year of the knife show this past Monday so I could haul tables and I borrowed my friend Josh's truck and then at the last second I switched it out for this one because this truck is bigger more fuel efficient has power steering and air conditioning so it was kind of a no-brainer to me what the fuck what just got corded <laughs> Should have made your day. I was just like, uh, I gotta go out to the car. No one had to fucking leave because I didn't bring an ID with me. She's like, just tell me your birthday. <laughs> I was like, alright. You got a bottle opener? I do. Nice. Did you bring yeah. 40 man? What? Nah, that's that's studio only, dude. Studio, alright. It's got a fat magnet on the back and it's gonna erase everything. I did kind of feel good for a minute, though. That place is magical. Thanks, bud. Thomas, breaking that joint? I will not. Not on fucking beer, that's for sure. So you're saying there's a maybe? Ah. Uh, absinthe only. Absinthe? <laughs> <laughs> Blood drugs only. Back some egg around potion? <laughs> yes. Absinthe and quaaludes. Damn. That's the only thing I'll... I want to try some drugs that like don't exist anymore. Like what? 
Quail next, next Patreon episode is we hold Quail down hold down Tom and put Molly in his butt. <laughs> <laughs> What's that shit that used to make people's like uh flesh fall off? Crocodile. Yes. Crocodile. That's what we're getting. Yeah. I'm sure a crocodile is still in circulation, just not in the United States. I don't think it ever was. That was like we'll a little Russian tip. Some of that, some shatter. There's new variants of it, I think. Ice. There was there was Yeah, I wanna go to a hibachi spot and like <laughs> throw a fucking wad of shatter onto the grill. We were in there was like just, oh! just fucking like Batman gas the whole fucking restaurant. I was gonna say, what does it do? It'll dissolve into the air and get everybody fucking yeah. gnarly. <laughs> Sounds kind of chill. It does sound pretty fucking chill, dude. Mm. Earn my tree. Yeah, what is it with the Japanese? They're awesome. Make such a delicious product. Because they're good at stuff? And everything they do. They're great at everything. They, they really are. They're they, like suspiciously great at everything. They do excel. I'm in pretty all sure things. they're from the future. Beverages, hardcore. Yeah. Yep. Metal. I think they're aliens. All forms of music, all forms of cuisine, pornography. Well, uh, well, it's true. They blur out the dicks, the part I care least about. Nah, I want to see it. You do? Mm hmm. I want to see the penetration. I was, I was just talking about strictly hentai. Eh. Sure, their animation game is way better than ours. Is it? Yeah. Yes. All right. Like, what would you rather see? Take a dick. Some fucking anime girl, or like Minnie Mouse. Have to choose. Vanessa Blake, probably. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? Google it. You'll, that's you'll, what I'm in the I can't. For. My yeah. fucking phone's tracking the directions right now. You'll give. That's. It won't affect the directions if you look at uh, Google. Actually. Actually. If you don't. If you, as long as you don't. This close bra out, bomb better work, nerdlinger. As long as you don't close out the yeah. Maps app. Damn. What's up, girl? She's waiting for the bus. Damn. <laughs> I've seen videos that start like that too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl. We'll give you a ride. What are the bang bosses up to? Like the OG bang bus, like not the people, the actual bus. The production? No, just the actual bus. Oh, like the where vehicle. it's sitting on a used car lot it's, somewhere. It's wrapped around a tree. Also, is someone else gonna buy that for twenty five dollars from some police guys? Auction? Like, oh, like here's a nice little van. Little is this where Preston I'm got it done? I'm in the market for a van. <laughs> is this where Dirty Sanchez did his work? What's <laughs> what's, what's, what's this stuff all over the upholstery? This is where Skylar Love filmed one of her only six scenes. Uh, wow. What happened to her after that, dude? She died? I think she just retired. We might have to come Bill. back late on a later segment we, we talked about on the show. Oh, I fell down a rabbit hole last night on that IAFD site. Mm -hmm. It's easy to do. Mm -hmm. Just the, you can the just scroll and just, just go. the dead people yeah. gallery. Yeah. Yep. It's a whole separate section of the website. I was telling them how the bet. Tom, when I originally brought up the bit idea, was the best part was all the girls that all they'll have like names, like you know, porn star names, right? All the dudes have like seventy aliases, but it's always just like it's not like you know the girls that have something like, like the girls might have like a different name. It might just be like spelled differently. You know, it'll be like Brandy Love or something like that. Where all the dudes will just be like Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the seventies, eighties guys. Steve Cock. But it's not even be that. It'll just be like like one first name. It's like. Jim, and we have like 90 roles. I'm like, you didn't even pick out like a dope ass name. You're just Jim. Just Renegade. It's fucking great. Sounds cool. They all have like feathered hair and a fucking gnarly like Hitler mustache. Fucking right. Dude, just pounding, dude. <laughs> Downtown, pound town. Just keeping a heart on that long while I'm that much coke. 
Superheroes, dude. That's why they're superheroes. They're on those crazy boner drugs, like the Stacker Two kind. I think this was pre that shit existing. Is it? Yeah, this is pre DVDs, man. Like, if anything, they're like snorting like Rhino Horn and shit like that. Adrenochrome. <laughs> they're hanging out a comet ping pong. <laughs> doing tutors. The predecessor to comic Dude, pizza. why is it so fucking hot in here? Are you pointing the vent at yourself? Is the vent open? Yes. Are you sure? Yeah. Turn the turn the knob to that left up. There you go. It's all the souls we're driving by. The cemetery. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that make you cold? What? Oh yeah, you should be hitting a cold spot driving yeah, by dude. the cemetery. That's oh. a fake cemetery. Or them ghosts be lazy. Fake cemetery. Fauci Cemetery. Open your third eye. <laughs> That's the Clinton burial ground. No one's ever died before. Shit's fake. That's where Hunter Biden's laptop's buried. Damn. Hunter Biden rules. Yo, I wish Joe Rogan didn't drop the ball on getting him on the show. Hunter Biden fucking rules. I don't give a shit what anybody says. You know, I upload a video of me smoking crack on the internet, and I'm just a family disappointment. <laughs> yeah. dude, dude, he can't stop filming himself dude, doing drugs. Dude, he fucking rules, like, pulling his pud, just fucking being a fucking cool dude. He's being trill always. <laughs> Forever Your trill. leg, Hello Kitty. <laughs> Forever trills. That's, that's, my, that's my bag. Oh, nice. Forever trills, bro. Dude. I didn't want to step on it. If anybody deserves their own... Dude, I would pay for a show... And if I ever like struck out like billions of dollars, I would just make a show that's just nothing but Donye Trump and Hunter Biden just chilling in the house for like six months straight. Like reality TV just style? Just doing cool shit, yeah. Like a real world like with, a, with Hunter and Donye. No, do like Big, Big Brother, Brother style where like they have to do like they have to like compete against each other. But the real nah, world did that too. I just want them vibing. I want them to like Big Brother is mostly them vibing with like the occasion like the weekly challenge. Like I don't want it's them not all like I just never want them to be in competition. I want them to relax enough to where they can just fucking chill and be <laughs> and become like bros, like become dudes, like together. Because they don't do that already. Yeah. No, like together. Like they don't agree to they don't hang out together now. Nah. But how sick would that be if all of a sudden they became like the next Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Hollywood bromance? Donald Trump and fucking Hunter Biden, dude. You wouldn't fucking watch that movie? What about Kanye? Fuck Kanye. Why would Kanye be there? Didn't you mention Kanye? I said Donye. Donye, never mind. Donye <laughs> Trump, dude. The Kanye top tier, the top tier model. Kanye's only cool with making his fucking girlfriends dress like dog toys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, that's, they're married now, aren't they? If I want the fuck... If I want crazy, I'm Where going... Where that girl is that he's got parading oh. around literally dressed up like a fucking action figure? Yeah. Some fucking broad, but... If yeah, if I want crazy, I'm going to the tap. I'm going to the natural source. I'm going to Donald. I want the best. I want every every week. He's got to fucking write a diss track. Donald does against any any fucking politician he wants, and Hunter just gets to be his hype man. So it's him just fucking talking shit on someone like Rand Paul, and there's Hunter's just on the side. Pulling his pud and doing rails of like ketamine, well, and just fucking living. The way rap is now, too. I want no courses. I, I, I want no courses. I want them to just sample other cool shit and get bars from Donye. And Hunter would be a perfect hype man. Yeah. Either screaming a hook of some kind. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Or just standing on the side, just putting things in his ass. 
This going down water slides, dude. dude. How sick would that be? <laughs> this is a recipe water slides for success. And stuff? Like, imagine if Donald. What's the address of this? Dude, uh, <laughs> imagine if Donald did a mic drop, but instead they, of a mic, as the mic was dropping, Hunter was just going down a sick water slide. Dude. Are they hiring or what? Yeah, dude, like that. That's license to print money, dude. They need an intern. Dude, I would love to do some butt drugs and go to a water park. Oh, absolutely. That sounds like a grand day. You have to do it like an hour beforehand, otherwise the water might go up your butt and wash out your butt drugs. Oh no, like I like we can sit in the parking lot until we start peeking. <laughs> and then just, you know, go pay our admission, go in and just fucking have at it. Damn. Peeking blinders. This is calculated. Blake, you remember when you were a little kid? And like nah. your parents would give you suppositories, they actually had to put them in your ass. Mm -hmm. Nah. Did you ever think like later on in life you're like, damn, I want to do drugs like that again? <laughs> no. Whatever, I never, dude. I never had one. You're a fucking plebeian, dude. That's right. Your mom doesn't believe in medicine. She believes in like rocks and screaming at things. If she was more gullible, she'd be an essential oil person. Yeah, but tell her she can put an essential oil capsule up your ass. What's the weirdest, like, witchy shit your mom ever did for you when you were little, like, when you got sick? Uh, the weirdest thing that she ever did when I got injured was when I was in the car accident. She had a, um, she had a shaman of sorts come do a reading on me, and she banged a drum over me and, and, uh, and told me what my power animal was. What, which what was is? It? A mountain lion. Fuck yeah. Bullshit. I'm not, why would I make that up? No, you're not a mountain lion. She said something different, and you just try to be cool. Ask my mom. She was probably like... Yo, ask my mom. She's like, you're your spirit animal. <laughs> Better yet, get, Jordan, a get Jordan to ask Tom's mom. Nah, I wouldn't now we're Tom's talking. Mom. He's dude. like, yo, what's your Goo Goo son's fucking spirit animal, dude? <laughs> That's a Patreon episode in dude, itself right there. I miss it. You dude. guys can take the week off and just my, <laughs> put my mom, Jordan and Tom's mom in the same room. My mom would be happy to talk to him about Romani things. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. I didn't wish for it. I just said she'd be happy to. I was looking for uh, my Gatorade, by the way. You see it anywhere? No. I'm it must not have a water bottle. It, it must have disappeared. And that's okay. I'll live. Oh, your dust and lint remover. Yeah, Fuck my, yeah. My, that's... trying to walk on sunshine. <laughs> no. <laughs> Say I won't. <laughs> Say I won't. Yeah, we used to put that shit up our sleeves and fucking like. <laughs> and he told like this for coming. He's like, whoa, oh, that shit was sick, dude. Okay, Ari. <laughs> you never tried that shit before? No. Oh, dude. It doesn't, doesn't look appealing. What are you talking about? It doesn't last for long. For like five seconds, it's fantastic. Meh. And then you have a horrible headache for the next hour and a half. Exactly. A Hard. kid I knew in high school. Hard pass. One day took all the dry erase markers. In the classroom we were in, put them in one in the same bag and just like huffed them for the entire period. And our, I remember our next period was lunch. So the entire lunch period, like he couldn't get up out of his chair. Fuck yeah. And he just couldn't stop giggling. We had a kid do that yeah. too. He was on fucking cloud nine for a good 45 minutes. In Woodshop, when I was in uh, middle school, this kid John Barnes used to fill up his lunch bag with wood glue. Nice. And just. And then like that stuff you put on top of things like the, I don't know what it was. It was like the shit you put on after you carve something, then you put this stuff over top of it. Epoxy. Epoxy resin. Yeah, and you put that shit in this bag and would just huff it. Yeah, that'll, that'll do strong it. shit. It's fucking awesome. He'd be doing I, that. I would glue in my classroom now. That shit fucking stinks. He'd be doing that, and I'd be just be crushing shit in the vice on the side of the table. Yo, we're, crushing shit in the vice was we're awesome. We're on, dude. 
I got real bored one day and I fucking crushed an Onyx tape in there and I felt bad about it ever since. Because <laughs> I really like that tape, but for like two weeks I didn't have it until I went and bought it again. And then? But I was like, dude, I had to crush this in the vice because there was nothing else to crush. I already <laughs> crushed all the pencils and pens in my, I had. And ran other shit. Yeah. Pe- you can't really crush an eraser. It's like rubber. You can just kind of either split in half or just not do anything. It's still trill though. Nah. Uh. Not as fucking sick as an onyx tape. <laughs> no, well, anything plastic Attack has, that, heads, has that crunch. Erasers aren't plastic though. I'm talking about. I said plastic. Anything yeah. that's plastic has that crunch factor. Honestly, if it was for the onyx tape, I probably would have broke my glasses. <laughs> this is back when I had those fucking big Dahmer specials. Nice. I remember that photo. Yeah. No, this wasn't those glasses. This is ones I had after those that ah. were still awful. When I used to work at Staples in high school, Brag. I uh, yeah, used to purposely request for shifts in the stock room because I just got to throw shit in the cardboard compress Hell yeah. for my entire shift. I love the bailer. Crush whatever I felt like. Like, oh, a defective office chair came back through the returns? Oh, like, fuck that's yeah. going in the fucking compress when no one's looking. Every grocery store I ever worked at, that was the only moment of peace you had in a day. Was to go crush all the boxes of the meat you cut in the baler. In the baler, it was just fucking great. Baler's rule. And if, you'd be back there, and then like the dudes on the loading dock would come around and just you ought to sit there. They'd be fucking sucking on darts, and you're just crushing the boxes and shit. And you're just talking shit on everybody else that works in the store. <laughs> and just the world ruled that couple minutes. Yeah, you know, there, there's a Patreon goal. If we get a hundred thousand dollars, we're gonna buy a baler. <laughs> we're gonna throw Phil Perenni in it. You no. hear that, Phil? Ow! Fuck! Mike, I have an Italian joke for you. Nice. You wanna hear it? Please. How do you get a one armed Italian out of a tree? I feel like I've heard this one before. I just forget it. You t- tell him his sister's ovulating. An Italian would know what ovulating means? Yeah, because they right. fuck their sisters. Okay. You're thinking of the classic joke of how do you get a one-armed Polish person out of a tree, which is way too Yeah. <laughs> See, I circumvented that and uh, replaced, it, right into the replaced it with incest. You see you see what I did there? I'd appreciate I replaced it. Uh, I'm not saying Italians are foolish, because they're not, but they definitely fuck their siblings. But honestly, anybody... Is that, is that why my parents stopped at me? <laughs> we, can't, we can't give this guy any We can't siblings. tempt the boy. <laughs> we can't tempt the boy. Because we, she saw how, like, you would look at Alicia Vitarelli on Channel 6. How and, I used to look. How I still do look. I think, and yeah, she was probably... Yeah, you were probably a grown-ass adult when Alicia Vitarelli came around. I think she was Channel 6's first Dago since, uh... Joe Carcioni, the green grocer. If you remember that, you're old as fuck. You, know, you know so many yeah. news people. Why? Because my mom is addicted to Channel 6. Ugh. Ever since I was a, a, a tiny lad. Joe Carcioni was the green grocer, and he would give you the the produce tips of the day. And he was this old, this old wop. But he had like this voice like he had been working in pool halls and uh, coal mines his whole life. He's like, this is Joe Carcioni with your green grocer tip of the day. And he would tell you like what's the season that day, where to go to get the best, like you know whatever. Like here's where you go to get the best beats and shit like that. 
But he had like this voice to sound like he had throat cancer. But he was on that fucking Channel 6 for like 40 fucking years. And when he died, he was only like 70. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that motherfucker was that like... That guy was 70 for 40 years. So that dude was like 30 and had this... Bo- <gasps> this Marlon Brando voice. Of course. You're like, God damn, dude. That's just how they were back then. And then you just never saw any fucking Italians on that channel until fucking fine-ass Alicia Vitarelli showed up with her birthing hips and those big fucking titties. God bless her. <laughs> well, you don't watch Channel 6, man? No. Believe it or not. Get out of here, dude. I, Cecily Tynan still got it. Fuck yeah, she does, dude. The Accubabe? I think the first one I ever She's the OG Accubabe. I think the first one I ever got a boner for was Monica Malpass. Yeah, she had that big MILF energy back yeah, then. Yeah, dude. You know who fucking drives me nuts, you know, though, on Channel 6? The fucking sports bitch, Jamie Apodi. I thought they were going to say, uh, what's her name? Taryn Hatcher. I don't think I know that chick. The Comcast sports girl. Now, I'm talking strictly Channel 6, dude. Keeping it local. Keeping it real. No, she's Comcast Philly. Is she's she? local, yeah. Okay. She was strictly flyers for like a couple years, and now I think she does like a little bit of everything. Do you know who Apodi is, though? No. She has that voice that sounds like this. She kind of sounds like Tom, actually. Maybe. But she's just a tiny little blonde woman. And every time, like, she's, like, spouting off, like, sports facts, right? And as someone who doesn't know shit about sports, I still look at her and I'm like, she's making up. She's, she's a woman. She doesn't know anything about sports. I'm, like, being, like, misogynistic as fuck. Where she probably knows way more about sports with me. She's hanging out with a dude named Deuces. Oh, Deuces Rogers. Yeah. yeah. Talking sports and shit, I'm like, this bitch is faking it. He, he also sounds trill. He probably fucking fed her the line. Then there's this new girl on fucking Channel 6, uh, Jessica Boyington. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, she was definitely the first in the gang to try anal. <laughs> no fucking doubt about it. But then there's this traffic bitch, I forget her name, Pale Broad, but she has these dead ass eyes, dude. Like the I got fucked by mad uncles, like eyes. Mm, dude. But she replaces one dude, Matt Pellman, who had these shitty ass puns all the time. Like they'll go from a news story about like some random thing, like like terrorists in the Middle East. It's like, well, you want to avoid the Middle East of I ninety five tonight on your way home, but dear dear, like, I like Jesus it. Christ, dude, burning a fire <laughs> with his ill fitting suits. Like he just bought him when he was thirteen, but now he's like fucking thirty one. Fucking piece of shit. I just realized where we are, and that's why traffic is so bad. Because you're in Philadelphia. Yes. Center City, in fact. Yeah. Well, 76 at any time of day, any time of week, is going to be this. Nightmare fuel. Yeah. The worst highway in America. It is. I think it actually is. Now, have you been to Chicago, Murrow? No. Chicago. Chicago is the only city that, that rivals Philly in traffic. And D.C., too. D.C. is worse than Chicago. No, it's there's, not. There's ways around D.C. traffic. Yeah, but you're adding there's, like there's an extra a lot two of hours al- to your trip. There's a lot of alternate routes through and around D.C. If you're not trying to like stay in D.C. and do shit in town, there's ways around it. I mean, one can argue that about New York City and stuff too. And Philly, frankly, but look how long it takes you. D- no, Same thing. To skirt Philly and New York though, like you can't like circumvent 76. If there's certain things you need to get to, like in the Northeast, like you have to take 76. And then mm. to get to, like, if you want to get to Virginia, you want to skirt DC, you're adding like an extra hour and a half to your trip. 
Yeah, but would you rather be Sometimes driving would... in smooth sailing for an hour and a half or be bumper to bumper? Not I want to go over that one long ass bridge and try to see fucking dolphins, dude. Dolphins are tight. Dolphins are fucking tight. Wolf is fucked, dude. That's the Bay Bridge, and that's and so would I. You have to take 301 to get there. I would take fucking Chicago over DC any day. Never. I would never do that. The last time I was in Chicago traffic, it took us an hour to go a singular mile. Yeah. It's not worse than DC to me. Probably because I think visually, Chicago's more appealing than DC to me. I think they look very similar. No. Chicago is on our list of cities we still need to check out. Who's our, like, you and Probably the him and his wife. Yeah, me and my yeah. wife. Also, the band, because we've never played Chicago. There's areas... I'm going to lay sideways for a little bit so my legs don't cramp up. Smart. Um, there, there's areas outside of Chicago that I prefer to play and go to. To play Arlington. Uh, Elgin. Anytime I've ever... I've never actually played Chicago proper. I've only played Arlington. Okay. And it's it's not far. It's like saying, like, oh, we didn't play Philadelphia. We played Ben Salem. You know what I mean? Like, it's like that close, I think. That's like Elgin, Illinois. Same yeah. thing. Less than 30 minutes outside the city. Yes. Okay. And it's fun as fuck, dude. It is. I played with a band called Silverhammer. It was fucking awesome. Oh, Silverhammer Rules from Indiana? They were great. Yeah. They started another... Oh, I think some of them is ended there, up Is their that. artwork the Silver Surfer's dick? No. That'd be fucking <laughs> sick, though. I wish. I think some of them ended up in that No Zodiac band. They did. I believe. A silver Hammer? Silver Hammer fucking ruled. Yeah, I agree. Silver Hammer, Hardside, and... Hardside uh, I didn't care for. They're from Texas, right? Yes. And yeah. there's one more that was from Illinois. Oh, my blood God. Blood Out? No, they're on the tip yeah, of my blood tongue. Blood Out was Indiana, too. They were on uh, Beatdown Recordings. And they're what? from Illinois. They're, they're from Illinois, yes. Not fucking... You tell me you saw these streets. No, no, no. I thought they weren't from... I don't know, I don't know where they're from, but... Oh, wait, no. I think they're from California. Oh my god, it's killing me. But when we played there, we played with the killer. Us So like, we got spoiled. My band, Silverhammer, Hardside, and this other band I can't remember right now. I bought a Red Rider BB gun from Walmart just because I was nice. bored. And we <laughs> and after the show we shot it at this Wendy's for like three hours. It was great. Was people in the Wendy's? Nah, it was it was Boo. it was long after the hours. So. You guys are pussies. <laughs> Alright. No, I got to play Arlington with the killer. So I got spoiled. Yeah. They're like there was no way in hell that show was gonna be bad. Yeah, that was a well attended show, I'm sure. Yeah. It was wild. It was one of the um uh it was called Chicago Fest back then, aka the Arlington Heist, and it eventually became the Rumble. But yeah, it was fun as fuck, dude. Is the killer still active? Oh yeah. They play sometimes, yeah. Not oh, yeah. not very active, but yeah. Like you I think they play the Rumble every year. Like, like that's like their like one thing they're definitely going to play every year. Okay. And then you'll see maybe two other shows max. Because they're all in, like, other bands. Do you know that band Sweet Cobra? No. It's one of my favorites. They, yeah, that's Dudes from the Killer. Okay. It's like noise rock type shit. It's fucking good sound as hell. Sound Guy Rock? Yeah, Sound yes, Guy Rock. It is. I'll show you some shit later. Remind me. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're all, like, old-ass dudes now. But the one dude from the Killer is the guy actually books... He's the book Arlington Heist and now the Rumble. But he had like four or five other bands too. One was called like Right Arm Death Threat. He was in a band called Payback for a while. <laughs> Never heard that name. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not, right? <laughs> Fuck. 
It is fuck. I'm I'm so stuck on this band. I can't remember. Yeah, we played some. We played good in that area. It's funny. We did well in those areas, but we ate, always ate shit like at home. Dude, I loved <laughs> loved playing the Midwest. We ate shit at home, but actually no, I ain't gonna lie, dude. Delaware was good to us. This is Dead and Buried days. Out, what I'm talking about, obviously. But Delaware yeah, was good I've, to us. I've never seen Dead and Buried do poorly in Delaware. No, because we were the only game in town, other than Boy Sets Fire, and one or two I, others I, occasionally. Again, <laughs> lesser of two evils. Then yeah, there's a reason why you guys never did poorly. Yeah, and we always did well in the Delaware area too, like Southern Pennsylvania, New Jersey. But then further out, we would start eating shit. Virginia Beach, we did well. But Richmond, we always ate our dicks. We always just... Because we were around the era of Bridge Nine Records just really starting to pop. And we didn't sound like any of those bands. didn't sound like those bands, yeah. yeah. We didn't sound like Mark Green's record collection. <laughs> so we just ate our dicks constantly. I think the first time that it ever really hit home that it was over for as long as far as I was concerned for like me I was like we should probably hang it up because we went out towards Illinois but we only did um, Ohio and a little bit I think no I think it was just Ohio but we went out with uh, Rain Supreme and Trapped Under Ice and okay. we were going we went on first which pissed off the rest of my band besides me and Jay Money and uh, it was just when Trapped Ice had dropped Stake Hold so they're about to become the yeah. biggest band where, in history. Where were you playing? We played, first night was in Baltimore. And okay, so Trapped Under Ice's hometown, yes. right as they popped. Now here's the thing, in Baltimore, we did as good as, if not better than, we ever did in Delaware. Baltimore always went fucking nuts for us. And then like we played that night to about 30 people at the sidebar. And then Rain Supreme went on and did kind of the same as we did. Trapped Under Ice went on and played to about 150, 200 in the sidebar. How's and that possible? Everybody going fucking bug shit. And then the next night was Columbus or Cleveland. I forget which order we did them in. We did both. And we just ate dick every single night. And the rest of the band, other than me, me and Jay, were just like, we've been around longer than these bands. I was like, yeah, but you know, we're kind of not the new fucking shit in yeah, town anymore. You guys the, gotta the understand. The band should always close. Yes. Whether like, you've been around for a week or yeah. 10 years. They were definitely bitching about us opening. I was like, we have to open. You saw what happened in Baltimore. Do you want to follow that <laughs> everywhere? That's the thing. Like, like, would you rather play to 30 people and get a pretty decent reaction? Oh yeah, those or 30 would you people, rather play after Trapped Under Ice when everyone walks out and goes home? Those 30 people we <laughs> yeah, played zero to people. were enjoying themselves and had a great time. Yeah. But yeah, thirty people at the sidebar still feels like a fucking yeah. Yeah. Said huge that. fucking venue. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not fucking following what we just saw Trapped under, under Under Ice do. It's like I'm not doing it. It's better off this way. Trust me. No wonder they kicked me out. <laughs> Plus, the sooner you play, like the yeah. sooner you can be done and mm -hmm. just fucking enjoy the rest of the night without having to like stress out about like how your set's gonna go. We weren't the only one. Like my I never, band, I never bummed out over playing. Early my band the was the only one bitching though. The guys in Rain Supreme were bitching about it too. Hmm. And fucking yeah, but they were they were pretty green back then too. Like they were. This is just when they had finally got like a set lineup when they had like Joe Vergara and uh, Mikey Dotto. Yeah, but still, like yeah. they weren't as much. 
hype as they had around them, like it wasn't trapped under ice level. No, like, like no, and you, you weren't in because trapped hometown. under ice was doing something a little bit different. Whereas Rain Supreme was like, we're doing shit that thirty thousand other bands are already doing. Yeah, and it's funny. It was like Eason trying to was like their road manager was trying to explain to them, like, look, this is the band right now. We gotta play before them and other guys in that band. Well, fuck it, I'll name names, I don't care. Jay Pepito were like, we should be headlining. The da, 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 da. And, like, and I was like, dude, you should not be headlining at all. Not over that fucking no. band. Yeah, Especially like, not then. He's like, they only your, have your, like, your individual accolades and yeah. like your resume yeah. over the years doesn't count towards the current band yeah. they're in. Bands can't handle. They had a demo and an EP at that point. Maybe also that one split. And they've never gone back since, though. Bands still can't headline over TUI. Yeah. And they yeah they've never regressed backwards. We're in Dan and Barry went from a headliner to a fucking a mid act if you're lucky. A middle. <laughs> yeah. And they're fucking bitching. Like, yeah, it's, it's, that's what it is. They just wanted to cry about something. They're probably. fucking being like, total you fucking baby. Can't trump the promoter. Like the mm. promoter decides the lineup at the end mm. of the day. Like if the promoter or whoever is yeah. running the sidebar that night knows that. Oh, this band from Baltimore, yeah, is like the fucking hype shit right now. Like, guess what? Like, you're shit out of luck. Well, you remember I used to when I was booking in Delaware, and um, that's when I met you. I would always throw Dead and Buried on shows just to get people to come out for bands that like hadn't played the area yet, and they would always complain about having to follow us. So I was like, all right, well, we'll headline and try to figure something out for an opener. Normally, FSG. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like they don't want to fucking follow us in our hometown. Yeah. Now, if we were playing in, like, Lansdale or South Jersey or whatever, yeah, they can follow us. No, Like, they would still have a tough thing to follow, but not as much as playing our town where we're the, the only thing in town. So, yeah, you just, yeah, you definitely got to suck in your hubris and just fucking take it. Yeah. And also, what are you going to do? Like, we drove all the way out here. We could just say, well, we're not playing because you have us playing first. Like, fuck out of here. I took off work for this. We're playing. You fucking corny babies. And if that's the case, don't. Fucking sissy la-la googie boys. <laughs> Tell me, dude. Dude, when Iron Price started, that was one of my favorite things about the band. It was like, oh, you guys, like, Matt would hit us up. Like, you guys don't play this show? Sure. All right, we're opening. All right. Even better. <laughs> yeah. 20 it's minutes like, set, and then I have the rest of the yeah. night to sit at the bar and Ch fucking yeah. eat 15. chicken fingers and drink yes. beer. Yes, it's like, hey, we're and driving. Like hang out with we're my driving friends. five and a half hours to play a show. We're playing first or second. All right. Nobody in the band cared because everybody in the band knew what it was like to a being a band that did well, but also being a band that always ate shit. Yeah. So everybody was humble and and just happy to be because we're all like when we started that band. Most like I was. We were all in our late 30s. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. Like, yeah, just fucking... We're just happy to get out and do something. That's, I feel like, is the biggest blessing of, like, our age bracket. Because, like, yeah. I'm in a band now that's just doing it for the fuck of it. We're doing it for fun. We're, we're not trying to, like, really get much further than where we're at. Like, we're yeah. happy with just, like... 
playing when we can, recording when we can, doing releases when we can. Like, if we get on a yeah. cool show here and there, great. Sick. If we can do, yeah. like, a cool weekend here and there, great. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not really trying to, like, break through any more ceilings than that. Well, yeah. it's because it's cause you're, you're grown. Thank you. You, you enjoy... A trendy? Yeah. And, uh... Like, we've done... We've traveled enough, too. Like, we, we were lucky enough to have like gone on a few tours and a few weekends where like yeah we just drove for six hours and we have to play first like whatever like this is a cool venue with a nice bar and like it's a cool town i've never like explored before like yeah i'm but not gonna be upset at that you're meeting bands you don't know yeah we're hanging also. out with a bunch of cool people and we're getting paid a decent amount of money to be here did you like i like this beats having to fucking go into work or fucking yeah. sit at home and scratch my balls on the couch, like, yeah. thinking of something cool to do. Like, this is what I want to do. Don't you also kind of, like, I don't know about you guys, but when I get to a show that we're playing, I'm jittery. Nah, never. And I want to play as soon as possible. No, I'm more confident playing out of town than I am playing, like, Yeah, to me home. too, but same. it's like, I get there and I'm so excited. I'm like, I just want to play right now. Like I'm just like I'm not but, like nervous. I'm just like I want to play. When we pull yeah. up on a on a town or on a venue that we haven't like that's like way far out of our comfort zone, mm -hmm. I feel good about it. Especially when we pull up on the venue and it's like there's like a ton of people there. Yeah. Yeah. And we know it's gonna be a good show because like other good bands are playing. Like I feel good about that. Those are because people favorite have shows. no expectations from us. That never happens in Hanson Like we're we're not the band that the spotlight's on. We're just like the extra band that's playing, or yeah. like we're like one of the other bands on the bill that like people don't really know much about. So like we're the mystery band. Yeah. So like worst case scenario is we just won't turn on any new fans. But most of the time, those are the shows where we do the best at because yeah. people who are there to see like whoever's headlining goes home talking about us. Yeah, you're and the... like buys our shit and like stays late at the bar at the venue like chatting us up. Right. Or you're... chatting Jordan up, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> or being talked to, rather. Yeah. Honestly, because that Jordan. boy will stay in the parking lot of a venue until two, three in the morning. Pounding beers and like talking shop with whoever fucking feels like yeah. bending his ear, and like having a dude like that in the band, and then now having Alex in the band, like to boot, is like the best press you could possibly have mm -hmm. for your band. Because like the two of them will make anybody who wants to talk to our band feel like their best friend in the fucking world. That used to bum me out about my days in Dead and Buried. Is that before oh. we had Jay Money in the band, the other four guys in the band. Mike, name four other guys that were in the band before J-Money. <laughs> exactly. None of those guys went and talked to people. They all None of them stayed. They all stayed in their minivan, in our minivan, and just talked to each other. Not until we got Jay and Tingle as our roadie did anybody else talk to the people around. Yeah. And, and later on, Vince, when we got Vince on drums, he talked. Well, other than that, yeah, no one said shit, so... Yeah. yeah, just Jordan and Alex alone yeah. will chat up anybody and everybody, as you know well enough. Like, and I still have no problem talking to people, but it's nice to be in bands where I'm not the only guy who yeah, does it. Yeah, but that's the thing, like, yeah. I love hanging out with new people. Like, if yeah. we hit a new town that I've never been to, or a city I've never been to especially, yeah. like, if we go to, like, a big city that I've never been to, it's like, oh, cool, we're playing... Boston, or we're playing Providence, Rhode Island, Damn. or we're playing like I want to play both of those Chicago. Places. 
we're playing, yeah, I mean, we've never been to Chicago, which is why I would want to go, because I would love to be in a new, like, especially a big city that's like a big hub yeah. for bands like us, and be a, be the new band that people are curious about. I know I'm kind of like selling it, but it's like, or, or at least be like the mystery band that's like on the bill that maybe you don't know anything about, and you end up being like the surprise of the night. You're, yeah. on, you're on the bill. Yeah. You're playing second. People Some of my favorite bands... Uh, like in my lifetime are bands that I saw by accident yeah like so I love being that band yeah. for other people yeah like you're playing second people are like don't know that band but they're already at the show now it's backfired on occasion like we've been the band that people oh, yeah. like walk to get pizza we're, we're, well worst case scenario you have 50-50 attendance and not attendance but, yeah. but uh, some still people like you're probably also one of those bands where say, we'll say 75% of the show decides to go get pizza when you play, the twenty-five people that stick around—I'd rather it be to, that to check you out. That fucking those twenty-five percent unconditionally love us. Those twenty-five percent are just like whoa. It's like they're not like they're happy they stayed. Yeah, and that, like you know those other seventy-five, fuck them. Yeah, but I'm not upset when yeah. people, when we're not somebody's bag. Like I get it. Like, I've been to, like, mixed bill shows and shows where, like, not every band is identical. Mm -hmm. And, like, maybe there's a band or two that, like, just isn't my thing. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to, like, go out front. Like, I, I wouldn't expect them to get upset with me. Like, if they do, like, that's no. on them. But, like, I never get upset when we play, like, mixed shows or we're, like, the odd man out on a lineup and, like... I kind of prefer it. Yeah. Like, I'd rather the people that stay, even though the room's half empty, like... The people that are still there, like you said, are the people that are really into it, mm -hmm. and that's all I really care about. We, if, if 25 of those people watch... And the four other guys in my band are cool with it, too. Like, there's no, like... There isn't, like, a fucking wet blanket in the band that's like, oh, this no. is bullshit. You don't know. You don't... You, you have a band full of easygoing dudes. Honestly, right now, so do I. But another fun thing is when I was in Iron Price is, for some reason, we got... On a lot of beatdown shows, right. which I have no problems with, because I like the I like beatdown. Well, because all of your well, members, I like it. All of your members had like history of being yeah, in hardcore myself dance. included. Yeah, but we would play these beatdown shows, and when we would play these shows, like I just brought before, seventy five percent of people were like, "This is weird, and I don't understand it, and I don't like it." Fair, but like. 25 but a good percentage of that audience like, is probably guys what? just like you who are like, this is fucking cool. Like, this is a you nice know, little like, always... palate cleanser between, you know, whatever this yeah. like, beatdown band is playing before we, you guys, yeah. whatever beatdown band was playing after you so, guys. Whatever, Gangsta Blood Thugs played first. And yeah. then all of a sudden. No, the funny thing is, the people that would always love us were other bands. Yeah. They'd be like, yo. Because, like, when you do a <laughs> band that, like, um, like highlights musicianship. Yes, you're in a band. Other of band musicians guys are going to be the first guys. people that flock to it. Yeah, we were legit live sound guy rock. Yeah. So yeah, like Tom, you had a bunch Tom, of gear, you had a bunch Tom's of gear nerds phrase, in your band. Tom's phrase actually applied to Iron Price so much. Just sound ridiculous. guy, sound guy metal, sound guy, no, it was sound guy hardcore. hardcore, whatever. Yeah. Pedal board guys, yeah. Like yeah, like certain musicians were like geek out over like Matt's like pedal board. Or Travis's homemade drums. Gay. <laughs> Just like I don't think there's been a single out-of-town show we played where at least one geek 
came up to Alex after the set and was like, yo, what, what tuning is that? What, what's your pedal board set up? Yeah. And then six hours later, Alex is still talking to the dude or lady or whoever it is. They both followed each other back on Instagram. They're friends I mean, forever now. But that's at good. the same time, that's one extra person that fucking digs our band. It's all good. Buys our merch. Like follows up with us like months yes. and years down the road and I, like is I was, a lifelong fan. I was going to say I, I appreciate. I was going to say earlier of those twenty five people who checked the band out and did like it out of yes. the however many ten of those people will listen to you forever. Yeah. Yes, for us it was even more so. Those twenty people, those twenty percent we managed to impress, would come out to every other show we play. Yeah, and then later on next time we went back, yes there was less people. But more people were there, stayed, were there to see us, and it was like, that's more worth it to me. Also, I'd rather play to 20 bonus. people that are super stoked yeah, always. than 90, always. than 100 always. people that are indifferent. Always. We play, we opened for The Sword at Underground Arts. That's a weird mix for Sold you guys. out fucking show. That's a weird show And the venue was you. filled to the, I'm going to get to that. Okay. <laughs> the venue was filled to the brim. Even by the time we got on stage, we were the first band. We were the opener. Yeah. Now, I think like Henry Rollins said said it best. It's like the only thing worse than a negative reaction is no reaction. Yeah. It's when everyone's just staring at you, like, "What the fuck are you doing?" That yeah. doesn't sound like him. Get which it. is the joke. Which was like verbatim what we had to deal with at that show. Wow. We played a killer set. We were tight. We fucking did everything that we usually do. And it was just a sea of like prog metal nerds just like staring at us like fucking what arms the fuck? Crossed, yeah, a lot of folded arms in that show. It's nice to stick out though. Those, and I was those just like, stink. okay, like whatever. I and hate prog metal people. But Ugh. we've played like house shows and like DIY venues in front of like 10, 15, 20 people that fucking ate it up. And those are always the shows that stick out to me. Like, of course, I would play a million of those shows over a million sold-out gigs with bands and bills we don't really fit on. One and, that, and crowds that just don't. One that fucking sticks out our shit. for me for Sunburster was you guys recently played with Chemis, which I thought was going to be a repeat of the Sword. Yeah, I was like, that's an odd mix place for I them. I think to our be. saving grace was the rest of that lineup because Conjurer and Wake don't sound like chemists. No, they don't. They're more, they're a little more I'm like... I'm not familiar with Conjure, but Wake does not sound like... Yeah, yeah. they're a little grotier sounding than yeah. chemists. Chemists is very clean. It's clean singing. Yes. They're awesome, but it's not... I mean, we would fit on a bill with chemists, I feel, more than we would with the sword. So I feel like the sword's way more mainstream than chemists is. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think the fact that it was more support bands that fell more into our pool than they did with chemists... Um, we did much better. I kind of... I don't know about you guys, but I kind of get this nice feeling when I know we're going over... Like, when you're going over, like, a fart in church in front of, like, 20 people, it sucks. But when you're going over, like, a fart in church in front of, like, two hundo, it kind of feels good. Because <laughs> you kind I kind of get this twinkle where I'm like... These people fucking hate us, and I can work with that. <laughs> and I just get more, like, just mean. I just say, like, meaner shit over the microphone. I yeah, just, I mean, I, loose, I never... I loosen up to where I stop giving a fuck. I loosen up to the point happening. where, like, I can, I can do some crowd work, some light yes. crowd work that isn't mean, but... 
you know, like, I'm just like, look, like, it's kind of free, for lack of a better word. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I know you hate us, but you know what? Me being up here for 20 minutes makes, making you miserable is making me fucking happy <laughs> as fuck. And I fucking love it, dude. We yeah, just, I mean, we... Go ahead. Sorry, I, I never... Like, that show specifically, like, we didn't get any, like, backlash. Like, no one came up to us no. and was like, you suck. Most places you won't. Some, like, I mean, especially in, like, a professional venue like that. Like, yeah. it's, it's not going to get, like, too out of control, like, with people being, like, heckling or being shitty to you. Yeah. In fact, like, a lot of people were very complimentary, like, after the fact. Like, people came up to us and were like, yeah, you guys were really good. I wasn't expecting, like, that sound, like, yeah. tonight. But, like, you guys were pretty good. And it's like, okay, cool. Like... Um, You're like, give me money. It must be yeah, my. You gonna, you gonna buy something or are you gonna like? It must be my generation. <laughs> give me a sandwich. <laughs> um, oh man, who who got food poisoning that night? Jordan. We walked to Jordan. We walked to 7-Eleven. That's why it's called Jordan. Black shit now. We, we walked to 7-Eleven and got taquitos. <laughs> and someone yeah. and someone got food poisoning from a 7-Eleven. Yeah. Are, are you taquito. fucking kidding me? I think it was Chris, the guy that used to like basically roadie for us all the time. Do I know Chris? Chris Moore. I probably will if I, I see him. I know um, Chris less. He's 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 a very he's a very dear friend of mine. He um, shout out Chris. He used he's to base, he used patron. to like drive our van and roadie and do merch for us before Mike McGinnis was in the fold. Damn, what um, a sweet boy. Yeah, I mean you, you can't top Mike McGinnis. Like, how do you compete with that? Third guitar. <laughs> Why not? I, I just kind of like there's something freeing about going over really poorly. In certain places, where it's like now, like all your anxiety and anything like that is gone. Because you're Cause just you like, know fuck no matter you. what you do, they're gonna hate it, and you're oh, just like, fuck we, it, let's get it. The one show Sunburster played where we went over like fucking ISIS beheading footage. <laughs> oh, you mean great? <laughs> was this Connecticut show we played. Ooh. And we were on such a high from the night before. Two Canary Cut. Because we played uh, Worcester, Massachusetts. Okay. And it wasn't the show I talked about already on the one episode I was in where the girl was collecting cans. Or the was guy was fucking squatted in the middle of the fucking venue. Well, you, had a, you had a nickname for him. Oh, no, no, no. That was Binghamton. That was Tum Tum. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tum Tum was Binghamton. Okay. We... This was uh, out, Tom, a, Tom. a Worcester show that Sunburster played. It was in like this hippie commune. It was like this old warehouse space that had basically been rented out by all these like DIY people that like this one chick had like a tie-dye spot and like this one place was like a mm. vegan restaurant and like Sounds this one like place Ferry. was a show venue <laughs> and it was weird. Like I had never been in like a hippie commune, like a modern commune that like took up like a uh, like a commercial space. Damn, I want to. So we played this show. Um, our, our buddy Phil, who always books us up there, booked us at this spot. And we played this show and it went over as well as it always did up there. We always did well up there. And it was like a mixed bill of like crusties and metalheads and punks and hardcore kids and they all fucking loved us. Fuck yeah. And the next night we played this like fucking hole in the wall out in Connecticut and 
then we got heckled, we got booed. Oof. It was like all these like old metal heads that were just fucking not feeling us. Because we were playing with a bunch of like cock rock bands basically. Oh, okay. There was all these like bar metal bands we were playing with. So we just did it to like fill out the weekend basically. Like, yeah. we, we found a promoter that was doing a show in Connecticut, said it was a metal show, said we could get on, and it was the biggest mistake ever because the promoter mm -hmm. fucking cheesed out in the middle of the night. Oh. And didn't pay anybody. <laughs> Been to a so lot we of got those. stiffed. We got stiffed on getting paid. The crowd fucking hated us. And it was like the first time I ever played a show where I was like in the mic, like fuck you people. <laughs> yeah. Like I could be anywhere else but here right now. Like fuck <laughs> all of you. Like I could be home in my bed right now, but it's like midnight on a Sunday in fucking Bumblefuck, Connecticut. Hundreds of miles away <laughs> from home. Yeah, and it's just like, and on top of that, like how the guy they, who like supposedly is running the show, like dipped out like an hour ago. How well do people take it when you fucking uh, fire shit at them? Like, yo, fuck you, fuck your town. <laughs> it, it was just like, like I said, like going back to my original comment, like it was no reaction. <laughs> like. I was expecting people to like throw shit at me or someone to like try to fight me or like people like just like yell shit at least but it's just, like they didn't even pay any mind to, like the shit that we were saying I never had that either and like this is when Jordan was prime Jordan and Jordan was firing back like Jordan is always spicy insults I was gonna say as opposed to what so between <laughs> me and Jordan basically offering out the entire crowd and telling them like you want to like take this outside and take it there we can go there <laughs> it's and, right there actually yeah <laughs> And like, you know, even Jay being like, yo, fuck these people. <laughs> and Jeff being Jeff, she's like, I'm, I'm high, dummy. Like, I don't care. I don't talk to nobody. <laughs> I don't talk to nobody. I just want to smoke weed. I like, got no <laughs> sleeves on. Oh, where'd my sleeves go? Oh yeah, I don't have them. <laughs> I don't, like, I've done that shit too. But like, I don't know what it is about me. I guess it's probably the fact that I'm not that threatening looking. Whereas like, I'll go in, like I'll play to a place that it's like full of like real deal tough guy dudes. And like, that, that's the thing. Like, when have you known me to be like never be like the aggressor in a situation never. like that? It's You're not always on so your like, shit. Yeah, it's all these fucking like bar metal dweebs who probably never leave that bar, like heckling us. And I'm like, oh hell no! Like, like fuck I, you! I, like we work way too hard to be in this situation and like give you the upper hand. So yeah. like, fuck you, stupid. Yeah, fuck all <laughs> of you people. Like I've been in situations with all kinds of crowds. Where I would just say the most off-the-wall shit to them while we're playing, and no one has ever really like once or twice, but no one's really tried to fight a fire back or b fight me. Like I was like, yo, this place is terrible. This venue stinks. You're stupid looking, and no one ever just like. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, honestly, it's probably because I smile while I say it. Ninety-nine percent of the time, when you call their bluff. That's literally yeah. what it is. It's just them bluffing. They're heckling at you because it's what yeah. they do. It's like what it's the thing to do, and nothing's gonna come of it. One of my favorite things ever is uh, one of the times uh, Iron Price got heckled. It was just like, "You fucking suck." We actually, I forget who we were opening for. It was uh, just some big band that came through Baltimore, and we were like the only local that got asked to play on one of those. You gotta sell 20 ticket shows, but we were the like the only band Fuck that, that pay to play that shit. didn't have to do it. Because you're not from there. But it was a band that Matt really wanted to play with. I forget who the fuck it was, but like someone was like, 
just like yelling the band's name that was headlining. And I was just like, shut up, you bucktooth fucking weirdo. <laughs> and like the dude was looking at me. I was like, looking at me. I was like, yeah, you. The only guy in front of me with buck teeth, you stupid looking dummy. And it was like, <laughs> you just like, mm. I was like, I feel bad for any heckler that chooses <laughs> the battle wits with you. That's with a true. Mic, no less. It's true. It's true. It must be the generation that I'm from. Like the, the one time it happened to us was that show I just mentioned. And yeah. It's just like, I, all of my like, what little wittiness I have went out the window. And I was just basically like, fuck you. Fuck all you people. You're a bunch of fucking, like, mutants that live in a fucking, yeah. like, dive bar. Like, if you don't like it, fight us about it. That's and the, then Jordan basically took over and was like, oh, fucking. That's the one thing you can always say that will always win the argument is, after this, I get to go home. You got to stay here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wins every time. You live here. And it's yeah, like, it wasn't even like a yeah. nice town in Connecticut. It was it was in a fucking like again, again in a as hole. opposed to yeah. what? I've been to okay places in Connecticut because we've played Connecticut before. My old band Deathbeds played a skate, so good. Played God a skate shop in Deathbeds. Yeah. We played. Um, we did a tour with Isolation, which later became that band Street Sweeper. Okay. Um, and uh, Troublemaker. Played with them too. We toured with Isolation and Troublemaker. It's like summer, or like it was like my spring break of like 2010. Mm. We played this skate shop in the middle of this like suburban town in Connecticut, and these kids fucking loved it. Like, nice. it was all these like punk skater kids that just like needed something fun to do. I might have played the same skate shop. Came to a show and fucking ate it up. The only time I ever played Connecticut, I think I played that same place. It was on like a like a busy like Main Street area, like you know, like a nice like bougie like gentrified Main Street. It's been where so there's long, like pubs probably. and breweries and like you know fancy restaurants, and then there's like the neighborhood skate shop. Just happens to be on the same strip. I mean, when like, I was, it was one of those. When I was there, I was a kid, and that was eleven years ago. So I don't remember the rest well, yeah, of it. Yeah, twenty ten is like well, twelve, thirteen years ago. I was. Uh, I I knew I do remember it was directly next door to a Freemason Hall. Which we a Freemason Hall. Oh, okay. Which we like explored. a nerd. Is it a Freebasing Hall? Which we explored. I want to explore Hall too. Bunch of dudes just smoking rocks in a warehouse. Who <laughs> wouldn't explore a Freebasing Hall? The the generation I come from, I've I don't I've never been heckled at a show ever because I think it's a lost art. I think so too. Philadelphia, as much as I hate Philadelphia slash love Philadelphia, the heckle game at Philadelphia. And Delaware was always great. There's been bands that have been like Delaware's always been more funny. Philadelphia sometimes it gets threatening. Hmm. Like back in the day. It was fucking hilarious. There was once, uh, this is completely off topic. Well that is on topic, but it's kind of sidetracking the conversation. It was an Equal Vision Records showcase. At the Rotunda? Yes. I was there. Yes. It was it was like Three heavy bands. I want to say Hope Conspiracy. Hope Conspiracy, Converge, Bane. And then, but, but then it was, it was like Fairweather and the Strider. Yes. Yep. And uh, Fairweather was like, if you guys keep fighting, we're going to stop playing. And someone's like, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> and they kind of were just like, oh. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. What yeah. I respected about that band, Fairweather, was like, I had heard them prior to that show. Yeah. And it was like standard, like cheesy pop punk. 
yeah. so I I see the band setting up and like all the musicians in the band are all like you know typical like pop punk pop punk looking dudes wearing skinny jeans and fucking Lip white rings. belts yeah <laughs> like swoopy hair as white belts yeah. as you did in 2001 when you were in like a yeah. crossover pop punk band we yeah. called them white belts there's no crossover that, that was strictly pop punk strictly, you know yeah. it so well, it was hardcore kids playing pop punk. So they were doing, they were doing their best to look the part. There you go. And their singer gets on stage, and he looks like Dennis. Damn. And I'm like, wait, what band is about to go on? I remember looking like this band's gonna fucking <laughs> rip my fucking face off. Like, who is this? And then it, they start playing Fairweather songs, which I had heard before. And, and I'm like, like, oh, like, you're like, oh god, like damn that it. sweet heavenly voice is coming out of that dude. Like, <laughs> that's fucking gnarly. The first time I saw that was that band Black. I don't know if you remember Black Train Jack. Oh, yeah, of course. yeah, yeah. Uh, what was the band, another band that guy was in? Oh, Nine Lives. The dude who sat for it had like this sweet voice, but he was like easily like me and a half. He's huge. But he's dude, one of the like, biggest singers I've seen. But dude, he was just like fucking hitting notes I would never be able to do. Yeah, but that fucking showcase, yeah, it's almost like, we're not going to stop playing if you don't stop fighting. And we're like, oh, no, you're not. Or it's like, all right. <laughs> all right. Whereas like, uh, <laughs> Delaware, we would always have funny heckles. Like, we made brand new leave a show, not by, like, threats you, of violence. Because you threatened to call Chris Hansen? But just fucking uh, <laughs> annoying the shit out of him. Like, every, between every song, like, me and John Hassan from, like, one of the other bands, like, the merch area, was just, like, start, like, singing, like, Van Halen songs at him. We're singing, like, Panama. We're like, Panama! Da -da -da -da. Like, I would sing the vocals. And John would sing the guitar riff. How annoying. And then, could you guys stop that? We're like, Panama! Oh, and just go louder. And then, the, remember the two twins that used to go to shows? Uh, Steve Moore Paris. Mike. Do you remember them? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 They started winging milk crates <laughs> at Brand New. And like, if you guys keep winging milk crates, we're going to stop. And before he got, we were going to stop out. Two <laughs> milk crates went by his head. And they packed up and fucking left. I was like, dude, you guys are a bunch of fucking sallies. That's so great. So I met Will and Steve before I met you. Oh, okay. Because there was like some show at the TLA. Oh, yeah. They would only go to uh, Delaware shows in like TLA or Truck. They would go to like big Philly shows all the yes. time. And, like, they they wouldn't go of, to the smaller ones Yeah, they were like one of the first like out-of-town guys that like I chatted it up with yeah, at yeah. a show. And I remember one of them was wearing a dead and buried shirt. <clears throat> and I remember being like, yo, that's a cool fucking band name. Like... <laughs> My mom came like, up with it. Dead and buried. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to that band if I ever fucking see him somewhere. Oh, shout out! <laughs> did you, did you give her a, a liner note? Oh yeah. <laughs> Deb, Deb always gets a liner note. Deb McGonagall. Yeah, those two. Uh, they were, they would only go to like TLA, Electric Factory, Truck shows. But when I we, would always see them at pop punk shows. But me and Hassan were like, we were always going to like squats. And really shitty, dirty venues like Stalag, later Kill Time. Yep. And like, you know, HP and other places like that. Ugh. And uh, HP, they Jesus wouldn't Christ. go because they were scared to go to those areas. But they would stand in the back for like when like real, like quote unquote tough guy bands. Which, they, they would always be the hardcore kids at the pop punk shows, like murdering people yeah. during pop punk But then sets. when a, a heavy hardcore band came through, they were in the back. Yep. Yeah. So nice guys, but I definitely noticed that about. Yeah, them. I went to shows with nerds like that too. Now they're all now they're both like uh, all they care about is fishing. Ugh. They're anglers, but like yeah, 
Yeah, that's one of the retired. That's get, one of the retirement let, plans. Let's get back into like fucking. Uh, how, how long do we get there, by the way? Ten minutes. Then maybe I should ask this question later. It was going to be, what is the weirdest venue you have ever played? In any band, I'm, I'm not saying like as far as the people are concerned. I have an immediate or circumstances answer. Circumstances concerned, but what the actual venue was. I also have an immediate answer. Go, Tom. Go first. Crosscheck was on a tour in the summertime, and we had an off day between Wilmington, North Carolina, and I think like Charlotte. We had like two shows in the immediate vicinity of North Carolina. Okay. But we had an off day in between, so. One of the local kids, because Myrtle Beach is connected to the North the North Carolina scene, they were like, yo, there's a show in Myrtle Beach this day. We'll see if you guys can jump on. And they got us on. Nice. And we played a biker bar that was on wow. TV called, called Suck Bang Blow. Nice. Beautiful. It was comical. It, 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 the outside of it, it had an outdoor stage with Suck Bang Blow spray painted with like Lone Stars and revolvers and shit everywhere. As you and, would. And like uh, trash cans, uh, bar- barrels not for throwing trash away, but for having fires in. What town is nice. this in? I want to move there. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Nice. And <laughs> the attendees of the show were the bands and bike, like a couple rogue bikers, biker bu- bikers and biker bar attendees. Yo, do you guys kind of notice that biker? Are kind of sick attendees at shows, and it was fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah. bikers are like legit, like the nicest people. Because you play fast, you they, play somewhat aggressive. They're down. Like we were in like our our we 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 were morphing into our like sort of like crossover influence riff stage. Like our 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 fast parts were like thrashy, but we still had hard parts. Yeah. They, ate, they ate that shit up. How many of them came and saw you after? Was like. I saw Metallica in like 82, dude, and like, I'm you not, guys kind of remind me of like when I saw that. I'm yeah. not joking, too. That's It's sick, right? It's It was great. But is there ever been a venue that like, you're like, we're playing a what now? Uh, probably the time we played at SOSF Club in Cleveland. But it's still a club. I mean, it was a, a clubhouse, I'd rather. That's, yeah, alright. Mike, what do you got? Alright, so... A hardcore band that I was in. Which one? We don't need to say the, the band name. BB? I yeah. just I Got just you. said mine. Um, BB. I know what you're talking about. All right. We uh Bad Blood. Bad Blood. Oh whatever. Yeah. It's not we, a dumber name than Crosscheck. No, I'm I'm saying in like I just we weren't a real band. And Crosscheck Aww. was? Stop it, we Michael. Did one tour. Mm. Where and how many of you guys have played like the Deep South? Several times. Okay. Yeah. Some of my I've favorite shows. Ne- I've actually never gotten to Florida. Actually, you, you even if you've never toured the Deep South, how many of you have been on like '95, like going into the Deep <laughs> South? Half a dozen times. <laughs> yeah. How many times have you seen like advertisements for like those like porn warehouses? Many. Uh, every yeah. T- I laugh where, at like, it every time. Yeah. Where it's like. As soon over over 30,000 titles As soon as you pass Virginia from. Beach They're like every 10 miles okay. And it's a series of 5 or 6 billboards in a line too So yeah. we Were booked to play this show It was right outside of Miami We were like all the way down at like the southernmost point Of Florida that wasn't Miami uh, You Pem- were a Florida Pem- label weren't Pembroke you? Pines. Yes. Yeah. So yes that's where we were Did you play in the talent Which farm? is where our label was from Yeah. So they put on the show 
it was in this like recording studio slash vent like live venue that was part of a strip mall that sounds like the talent farm I couldn't I mean this was almost 20 years ago at so, this point well, so I could probably since renamed but I played that place too well it was on a strip mall and guess what was on the other end of that strip mall what a three-story porn, porn warehouse nice so what did we spend the first five hours before the show doing and like the rest of the night doing buying multicolored VHS tapes from that perusing place. this pornography warehouse yeah. where the first floor was all VHS and DVDs yeah mind you this was like 2004 so VHS and DVDs were still it like the not thing. a dead medium yeah. the viable. second floor was all toys and costumes and like as you would yeah the third floor booths was booths fuck yeah um, like jerk-off booths? Yes. Nice. So, we had a couple, I, I won't name any names, but some people were like, hmm. Was, was this like, a Jimmy Houston era or after? No, this was Jimmy. Okay. Then um, I already know who it is. No, well, well, it wasn't Aww. Jimmy. I will say it wasn't Jimmy, because Jimmy was broke. <laughs> True. <laughs> These were like the handful of us that had like our last like five bucks in our pocket. We're like, hmm. Like, should I spend five bucks on this, like, mm. rub and tug booth? Yes. Or should I spend five dollars on, like, this two pack of, like, bargain bin DVDs or magazines and be able to, like, jerk off for the rest of the tour? What a tough booth, decision. Booth, 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 booth. None of us chose the booth. Oh, you fucking cowards. And the guy who was roadieing for us that tour, who I won't name. Do I know At him? At least not on recording. Um, bought the two pack of magazines. We got to the hotel later that night. He called first dibs on like first shit <laughs> in <laughs> the hotel yeah. room and was like, yo, I got a shit. Let me get in the bathroom yeah. first. My man. Sure you do. <laughs> Went into the bathroom with his two pack of magazines and fucking shot his ropes all over the fucking toilet seat so none of us could shit in the bathroom for the rest <laughs> what of the a, night. What a move. You gotta yeah. tell me who that is off, off I absolutely pod. will, and you will not be surprised. <laughs> Where um, is he gonna fucking high five <laughs> for, for ruining shitting for everybody else? <laughs> um, but the show itself was cool. Like it was kind of a dud for a show because it was like a last minute thing that like the label put on for us because it was like technically supposed to be our day off. But they were like, yeah, you guys are on tour. Like you guys need money. Like come play this show and like make some money. <laughs> same and, like, thing you happened. Know, sell with some the, merch. Same thing with the Myrtle Beach show. And like Sold we did okay. shirts it was, too. Yeah, it was like 20, 30 people there for like a last minute show. It wasn't bad. But our experience in that fucking porno shopping mall is what made it the most surreal moment I mean, for me. You, right. you still have the memory. Yeah. So My answer to this question, I can think of two. And they were both were in the Iron Price days. The first one, was it... What the fuck you doing? <laughs> Who's that guy? Who's that? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> the first one was a Chinese restaurant after hours. Fuck Jealous. yeah. Like they were just... Baltimore? Yes, Asian taste. Mm -hmm. They were just pushing people out. Did they out. pay you in Chinese food? No, but we did have uh, two sterno containers full of fried rice. Let's say you have a rider or like. Dude. No, but we got the fuck up that shit. I want a, I want but, uh, four teriyaki. <laughs> so <laughs> spare ribs. They were pushing people out like, oh, you gotta get out. And it was like this, like something's happening. And they're like, we played to an in a Chinese restaurant with the hoods, and it was funny. Shit. Because we played with the hoods. And they were being very racially insensitive. What? Like no they, way. They start off their set with dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Shocker. Like, and they're like, you can out of heel. And like the, the one dude's like doing like the fucking the eyes. Oh man. And going like, oh me it's a horny. We're like, oh god damn it. Fuck. But that was one thing. But the funniest thing I ever played was Utica, New York. 
at a hula hoop <laughs> place. Fuck yeah. Like a competitive hula hooping? No. They sold hula hoops. Or is it like, they like, sold, a, like, a, like a rave venue where no, like people it, were hula they hooping? They sold hula hoops and one other thing. You know what the other thing was? Dream catchers made out of hula hoops. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I respect that business model like that, where it's like, yo, these hula hoops aren't selling. Like, let's recycle them and make them into something that possibly yeah. can sell. That was one of the places we played. And okay. on that note, we are here at uh, Soul Joel's in Pottstown, Pennsylvania to see Rich Boss. We'll report back in in a little bit when the show is over. Yep. See you next Toodaloo. week. I'll be face. much drunker. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, wow, wow.